Welcome to the Hot Ticket Podcast. This is episode 238. On this episode, it is another overrated, underrated cigar brand edition. It's been a while since we've done one of these. I think this is the sixth edition, and a random spin of the wheel will generate a result for us. It will pick a cigar brand, and we will decide whether or not we feel that that brand is overrated, underrated, or adequate for the cigar industry. So let's waste no more time. Let's get into the episode. Let's play some trivia. Chris, what cigar manufacturer was founded in 1895 and has roots in Cleveland, Ohio? Uh, <laughs> JC Newman. That is correct. Second question. Yeah. Which cigar manufacturer still produces cigars in their 112-year-old factory in Tampa, Florida? Jason Newman. Uh, correct again. Yep. All right, last one. Okay. Can you go three for three? Probably. Who are the creators of the Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, and the American Cigar? Uh, Jason Newman. That is right. Gosh, you know what? They say you look dumb, but you're pretty smart. Trivia is my thing. I like it. To explore everything J.C. Newman has to offer and a chance to win a free Diamond Crown whiskey set, visit jcnewman.com forward slash hot ticket. The whiskey set includes two Diamond Crown whiskey rocks glasses, whiskey rocks, and a set of tongs. All the hardware you need for a perfect drink. Again, enter a chance to win by visiting www.jcnewman.com forward slash hot ticket. The lollipop sucks his cigars, and That's, I don't understand why. <laughs> it's really off-putting. When he posted the photo oh, of, so, of it's, the La, La Patissier, talking how good of a cigar it was by yeah, yeah, John and them. Yeah, yeah. And Mike, like, I was like, why is the top so wet? <laughs> <laughs> They're so drooly. Yeah, he, oh, God, he slobbers like an animal. It's really gross. Hey, you're holding up the rival. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so get started in the episode when I put this out there. A lot of people, have, I mean, I've gotten so many messages of people like asking questions about uh, all the, you know, stuff we're doing with the knockout and with the rival and the comeback. And I've put out there like, hey, trilogy packs are coming, tons of questions and couldn't really say anything up until this point, really. Yeah. Not that I couldn't say anything, but there wasn't like any, there's no place to direct anyone to, but there is now. So right here, as you'll see, this is the trilogy pack, which comes in this tube, which is really cool. Um, in the trilogy pack, there's two knockouts, which is the original release back from 2021. So that's coming back 2022. So these have already been on the market before. And then there's the rival, which is the second iteration. It's a Connecticut uh, it's a Connecticut, or sorry, it's a Connecticut, um, Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and Nicaraguan Honduran fillers. Um, and then there's the comeback, which is a Habana wrapper, Nicaraguan um, binder, and Nicaraguan uh, Honduran fillers. The original knockout is what's the wrapper type? Nick. Puro. I think it's a Nicaraguan Puro. Um, uh, yeah, so Nicaraguan binder. There's no Honduran fillers, Nicaraguan fillers. So there's two knockouts in this trilogy pack. There's two or three rivals, and then there's three comebacks. 
So this is what you get at a price point of $69. So I'm telling you, if you've smoked these cigars, you know that's a fucking good deal because these things are amazing. Um, so they come in these packs. They are on sale now. You can go to cigaryard.com. Um, I'll actually have a link right here below mm-hmm. to where you can go and you can check out um, what's available. We're doing a pre-release now. So as this episode comes out, when you listen to this episode in a couple days, these will start shipping. There, You can buy them pre-release right now. They'll start shipping on 420. So they're shipping on 420 and they're $69 each. Hmm. You think that was intentional? It may or may not have been intentional. But really excited about this. I really appreciate. So there is, it's really cool because there is some fanfare around this. So for, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, so many cigars in the market. When you come on the cigar, blah, blah, blah. You're for just those- another brand fuddy duddy just putting your name on a cigar. Yeah. And that may be true. Yeah. That is not inaccurate. Um, but we've spent, I mean, this project alone, we've spent like the last six months on. And the first one we'd spent considerable amount of time. So getting this all together has been, it's been some work uh, collectively between uh, Rodriguez Cigars who blended these, my cigar pack, who has been incredibly instrumental, not only the distribution part of this, but getting everything set up and working with us on getting all the stuff organized um, putting in these cool little fucking tubes, which I think is such a cool way to store cigars and ships. I yeah. why, like why this has got to be a thing going forward. It's got such a nice feel to it. It has this has to be like a new way to ship cigar. I really like it, and, and it actually it seals up quite nice. If you look at like it takes quite yeah. a bit of pressure for me to get this off there, and then of course there's your Boveda pack smacked in the top just to make sure that it maintains humidity and i'm telling you these are really i mean it's a tight seal on here these are really cool really excited to have these out i greatly appreciate the folks that have smoked already have smoked the knockout from last year and have smoked it again this year because it's come out in the my cigar pack subscription pack so if you are a subscriber you have already received two of these you received the original knockout and the rival which is the connecticut and of course, those who have bought and purchased these last year, we appreciate it as well. So a lot of people ask me, how do we get the knockout in like a five pack again or in singles? And the answer is, is you can't. Um, we grossly underestimated uh, how many of these we're going <laughs> to sell through. So we had to, uh, everything that's outside of the original subscription packs, which are already sold out, um, and that isn't in the trilogy packs, there's no more available. So to get the knockout itself, you have to buy this trilogy pack. I'm telling you it's worth it. You get nine cigars for $69 and I'm telling you right now, it could not be more worth it. Like they are, these aren't just like, Oh, let's throw some fucking tobacco together and see what happens. They are legit fucking good cigars. I promise you, we're not going to put out fucking garbage. It's that's not our style. So thanks for everybody who has asked questions, who's inquired, um, those of you who have already purchased and smoked, again, these are available for pre-order now, and the link is below. So make sure you get your hands on these. I anticipate these are going to go pretty fast. So eat your heart out, Provada. There we go. I've, I've got a fun idea. What do you call a group of people all smoking a knockout or a rival or a comeback? You call it a street fight. What I'm thinking is... Is if you post photos, (laughs) I like these call-outs like the Street Fighters. Like, if you post photos of you and your friends smoking any one of these three (laughs) cigars with friends at a lounge or whatever, 
hashtag hot ticket hashtag street fight would love to see your photos <laughs> yeah for sure um i will say this th so when people buy these trilogy packs obviously you're going to be able to smoke all three we're going to actually put out a survey on uh the my cigar pack website it actually may go on cigar yard for people to vote which ones are their favorite because i am insanely curious i have a feeling i know which way it's going to go for a myriad of reasons i think so too but I'm hoping to be kind of shocked and surprised. So we will put out a survey for anybody who buys these and receives them. You'll get a link um, to which you can uh, provide your feedback in survey form, which one was your favorite, because the whole reality is, is that we brought three out for the intentionality of these three to compete with one another. That's the whole reason for the branding, the whole reason for the name. So there you have it. I'm going to set these right here. So anyone who's late to the episode can, uh, can see it. Um, also, because this is an important day, because of this, cheers. Oh, there's an important day? What is today? Uh, it's Thursday. Is it Easter? Oh. No, but um, I don't, I, it's very rare that on the show I pull out any of like my good stuff. So here is the uh, Russell's. Oh. This is the Private Barrel Select. Um, Russell's is Wild Turkey. It's one of my favorite brands for bourbon. Um, I was lucky to snag this. Boy, this was kind of hard to find. Oh, um, my glad God. Glad I found it. It's a really good bourbon, so. Did our friend Russell die? Are we commemorating him? Dude, Russell is old as shit. Yeah. Jim Russell, I think is his name. Yeah. He's the guy that owns Wild Turkey. Did he die? He was... Uh, no. Oh. Uh, he will be soon, though. He's old as shit. I'm just kidding. I hope he doesn't, but I, uh, he he's always at the distillery. He was there the day that we were there doing the tour. He's like always there. Do you think he, you think he just <laughs> sips all day? Yeah. He, I think he, he literally... Drink, he drinks bourbon every night. <laughs> him and his wife drink bourbon every night. Actually, Every single night. It's like that, a routine. That sounds pretty pleasurable, actually. It's cool. So there they have the um the wild turkey honey. Mm, yeah. Which I'm not a huge like flavor bourbon fan. But you're but the honey is really good. And the reason Russell created the honey was because his wife wouldn't drink traditional bourbons right. with him. So he created something that he felt his wife would like. So he spent a ton of time coming up with the honey recipe. It was like 20 years ago when it released. And that's what his wife drinks with him every night. But isn't that cool. what Lauren likes? Yeah. That's, what, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The wild turkey honey. Is, that's what I was getting at. It's exceptional for like a flavor It was bourbon. sweet, but it was good. It's good. On the rocks, like one giant rock. Oh, it kind of so seems like cinnamony honey, if I can remember, if I can recollect. Yeah, it kind of is. It's... Yeah. um. It's pretty viscous. It's it's yeah. thicker. Yeah. It's not um it's not thin at all. It's um it's quite pleasurable. It's not like drinking syrup, but it's it's definitely um and it's a little bit more thick. It's still effective at cleaning wounds. Yeah, it is, but you know, with a little sweetness to it. Could you imagine being stranded on an island with a bottle of bourbon or whiskey and a, you get a severe cut that gets infected and you're like, "How am I going to clean this?" And you're sitting looking at your prized possession whiskey. And you got to pour it on and your you're like, wine. oh, fuck. I would just drink until I died and then just be over. <laughs> could you imagine? Pass it on the beach and the tide takes you. There's a would you rather. <laughs> no oh, speaking of, you remember the would you rather question from last week, which was, would you rather shit your pants in private every single day or once in public yeah, yeah, like yeah. every year? Mm -hmm. I picked public once a year. You said every day. I have to admit something. You did it in public? No. No, no, no. And you regret it? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it in public. But uh, last night I had a little whoopsies. Oh. Uh, little whoopsie daisies. Mm -hmm. I was outside. It was late. I played hockey last night. Mm -hmm. 
So it was like midnight and I was, I was outside smoking and I, I'd, I'd eaten late and I made some like stir fry, mm-hmm. just some vegetables, uh, some steak and some rice. Oh no. Trying to eat healthy. And I ate that before I went outside. Went outside with the dogs. It's late. I mean, literally it actually probably was after midnight Yeah. and I'm sitting there and I forget what I was smoking, but I didn't have that much of it left. And I'm smoking, and I just go. Oh yeah. And I was like, oh, so that's that's uh, that's that, where you could feel the elevation drop in your stomach. Yeah. <laughs> You're <just> like, <laughs> I was like, I literally in my head, I'm going, well, that was uncomfortable. <laughs> and I, and then I'm sitting there, and Carlisle and Quincy are playing. They're running around, and and I I took another puff, and it was just like, <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? And so I'm like, ah, no, I'm almost done. Like, I'll be fine. Like, I am really good at controlling because I have quite the digestive system. I've been used to it for a long period of time. Sure. You have Crohn's. Doesn't really sneak up on me anymore. And I was sitting there and I take another puff of the cigar and it, dude, this one was like, like, and I was like, oh, fuck. Like Steve Steve Carell and... Uh, Bruce Almighty. Yeah. When he's pretty like, much, blah, 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 blah. pretty much. That's what my stomach was doing. So then I'm thinking, okay, well, because there really isn't a sneak attack on my digestive system anymore, yeah. I'm just going to let a ripper Magoo go. Oh. And, uh, it was a bad choice. Yep. I immediately regretted my decision. Now, hmm. have, let me ask I you this question. question. I have questions. I'm going to ask you this question. Okay. And you may have already, this may, this may be a question that you asked. Were you going to ask me, did you finish the cigar? No. Oh, I did. <laughs> you sat in it. Yeah. Okay. This, this, I shit my britches and spent another 15 this minutes. This asked me to my question, which is a qualifier to decide whether or not it was worth it to sit there and still finish your cigar. Now, you need to be very clear with me. Did you just spray bottle or super <laughs> soaker your goddamn underwear? Spray bottle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you could kind of. You can yeah. make that work. You know what? It felt more like sweat than anything. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. can make that work. Yeah. It wasn't like nothing like rolled down my pant leg. Yeah. It was one of those like I, as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, yeah, it wasn't like having, uh, but then like immediately you clench yeah. up and then that's it. It's, it wasn't like having a water balloon go off in your underwear. <laughs> no. <laughs> now there are situations <laughs> in which you clean up immediately. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't that. It wasn't that. Um, it was. It was a little bit. It was a little bit of um, just a little bit of like butt perspiration. I don't know why. Just the thought of fucking water balloon filled with shit exploding in your underwear. <laughs> it's a fucked up visual. But it could happen. That like if I witnessed a, a grown human being shit himself at that level. Yeah. I don't even look at you as an adult anymore. I look at you as a fucking helpless <laughs> complete, baby. <laughs> complete reversion to childhood. Yeah. You're a helpless baby. Yeah, now I will say this. Uh, you earlier, you're like, hey, you left your phone in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to lie. That one was a close call. Was it? That was a close call. Yeah, I was smoking. And maybe it's the cigars. I was smoking a Davidoff Colorado Perfecto yeah. outside with the dogs before you came. And it's a small cigar, so I'm like, I could get through this in 30 minutes. Now, should it be 30 minutes? No, it should be a lot more than that. But I smoke cigars fast. Yeah. So I smoke in this Perfecto, and I'm standing outside, and I was running with the dogs, and I went to take like a sidestep mm-hmm. to to like lunge at Carlisle. Yeah. And I was like, uh-oh. And that, it was as close to last night. I mean, dude, I almost had a twofer. 
which has never happened to me before ever like i pride myself that the last time i think i've like shit my pants was years ago yeah. like i can't even recall the last time that i had a little whoopsies yeah um this was strike two almost happened like an hour ago so let me ask you mm-hmm. would you do it in public if it was like that, yeah, because I could, you can, I could have easily concealed it. There was no foulness. I no, not really. I sweat harder at the gym. Okay. Like it's more uncomfortable after I leave the gym than it was that. It's just the idea that it's like my own human shit. It just looked like is it is just looked like you had a melted M M&M and M in your It wasn't even. It wasn't even brown. There was no brown. Oh, it was all juice. It was just juicy. <laughs> oh, God, fuck. You know what it looked like? It looked like. It looked like a, a a more opaque orange juice with the pulp. Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> the visual came immediately. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, thank God I was in the comfort of my own house. Thank God it didn't happen. I blame it, I blame it on what I ate because my stomach's been pretty upset today. I don't yeah. know if I... Un- I don't think I undercooked that steak. Maybe I did. I don't know. I don't think I did. But it was, um, I'm glad I was in the comfort of my own home. I'll put it that way. But would it have been a crucial issue had it happened in public? No, it wouldn't have. Yeah. I think there's degrees to the level of severity around taking a shit in public and or at home in your pants. Yeah. I think... You remember dad's story when he got in a bad accident and like uh, our uh, aunts yeah, to wipe yeah. his own ass yeah. even though dad was completely But he didn't capable. have to. Yeah. <laughs> made, my, made my aunt wipe his ass for months on end even though he was ca- Dude, he had knee surgery. Didn't His wrists weren't broken. <laughs> we're, sit, we're sitting in the hospital so lobby while our dad's going through his, his life crisis of having an, an early aneurysm corrected in his stomach right but for dad it was life and death and i understand a certain piece of that yeah um but anyways we're all at the hospital there to support him and our answer there our aunt Rhonda, who's been a huge help to dad in the past uh when he was in that accident was really bad accident almost died Mm -hmm. um and apparently our aunt bonnie was also a contributor of helping our father we were too young me and Corey. we were just too young i think i remember helping dad maybe once or twice i remember cutting up bananas and putting them in his frosted flakes yeah that was about the extent of the help that i think i gave i I think helping him up and uh, up and down off the couch was like pretty the pretty much the extent of our work with him yeah but um our Aunt Bonnie is sitting in the lobby telling us a story about, she's like, yeah, but none of you had to wipe fucking Butch's ass. And that's exactly how she sounds. And yeah, we're, we're all looking at her and we're like, what? Like, that doesn't make sense. And then we yeah. look at Rhonda and Rhonda's like, he went to the bathroom fine by himself when I was over there <laughs> taking care of him. <laughs> and the look on Bonnie's face. Dad made, dad made Bonnie wipe his ass <laughs> for like weeks. <laughs> And the fucking funniest part is we're sitting there laughing hysterically and Bonnie is pissed off. She was so upset about that. But at a certain point, she's so pissed off. She's turning bright red that she finally broke down and started started laughing laughing herself because she realized how fucking crazy that was. (laughs) I feel like it's just dad's way of getting back. Yeah. For what? I don't know. But 
I think it's I think it's funny that dad's fucking warped brain was like, you know what I can get away with? I can get away with my sister wiping my ass and I don't even need it. So I was gonna say it was reconstructive knee surgery. Like Yeah. He was it, for the majority of the time he was capable of doing those things. Mm-hmm. But the f- the fact that he suggested to her that he wasn't and that she was gonna have to do it. It's so fucking but great. Think about how sh- one of the coolest things my dad's ever done. But think about so how amazing. shameless that is on dad's part. It's fucking great. Like the fact that he's the type that would shit in public and not care because he's oh, completely yeah. comfortable with having his own sister's wife. Oh ass. yeah, yeah. Dad wouldn't give a fuck. He would just be like, "Oh, I pooped myself." Yep, and that'd yep. be it. That's it. Yeah, he'd be super. Uh, it would it would be a discreet thing and he wouldn't be he wouldn't he wouldn't be overly uh he wouldn't be like overly uh aggressive about the situation. He'd just be like, Oh, strip myself. Yep. And that would be it. That Which be. by the way, dad is getting of the age where that's probably gonna start happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The question is, is that would you wipe dad's ass if he needed it? I would. <sighs> but um I'd hire someone. I'm not doing that. But my deep sense of even though uh, I would help him and I wouldn't really think two things about it, part of my satirical comedic sarcasm just leave him has to come out in some form. So I feel like I'd be making fun of him the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> even though I don't care. My dad, your taint's so soft. <laughs> pretty gross actually when you think about it there's an i couldn't do it i know there's a lot of people that have like a sense of obligation because yeah. they're your parents and i know a lot of people's retort to the whole thing is gonna be like well they wiped your ass when you were a kid that's because i was a child yeah like i'm not a like children can't first of all there's there's major differences here two of the major differences i'm gonna point out are like children can't communicate and they they don't have they haven't been exposed to the functionality of being able to do those things themselves it really is a helpless thing. I'm not saying it's not when you're older. The difference is, is when you're older, you have experiences and you have the ability to understand everything going on around you. A child doesn't. Mm-hmm. So a full-grown adult, it just seems icky. Like there's nurses that do that for a living. Yeah. And that's that's the way I would go is that I would just pay someone to wipe dad's ass. It's like Because first of all, that'd be enjoyable for dad. Just, it's not going to be enjoyable for his sons to wipe his butt. I know it would be embarrassing and it would be hard not to be embarrassed by such a circumstance, but I mm. could just imagine my own self for a minute sitting in a bed and I had a dookie do, you know, I had a real bad time and I'm sitting there waiting and I'm, I'm sitting in my own shit for as long as I can think and he's stand a dookie do until I finally press that call button. And then the nurse comes in and she's probably someone who, if I was younger, would be like, I would try to date you. <laughs> and and then she like that's fantastic she rolls me over i would try to date you and then she rolls over and pulls down my pants while i sit there helplessly like a little baby she goes oh you made quite the mess mr allen <laughs> and i just like i just feel like i'd be just struggling emotionally yeah coping with this idea that i'm yeah. a helpless adult <laughs> you know what's weird is like if that were a dog you'd put him down yeah but we don't feel that way about humans. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like if a human starts shitting themselves, there's literally things called depends that allows them to be functional in society while shitting themselves. If that was a dog, the dog's days are over. Yeah. 
that's it. But with humans, for whatever reason, we have some sort of sensitivity to it. And we're like, no, they need to live on. What kind of quality of life exists when you have to get your ass wiped by another human? I mean, now, and I don't mean that. So that happens with people who are like paraplegics. Yeah. If you have no arms, you lack the capability physically. Like I just imagine you having power of attorney over your a parent, and like you go in there and you're like, oh, hey, yes. the the nurse or the doctor, like, hey, I need to talk to you outside of the room real quick, and you're like, hold on, dad, and he's getting his fucking shit panties wiped up, right? <laughs> and then you go outside the room and you're sitting next to the door, and the doctor's like, so we're noticing uh. Like his quality of life is severely diminished and it may be best to stop doing treatments to keep him alive. And then you're like, well, I don't know. And you're like, you think? The doctor's like, yeah, he's he's going downhill. You can see it. And then dad is in the room like, kill me. <laughs> kill me. And then you're like, I don't know. I think he's got a few days left or like a few months left or years. You know, it's just like, you're right. It's like, I feel like there's like a, there's like a threshold. You reach this threshold and it's like, there's no reason to keep existing. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I feel like the, like, like you would do with your dog. It's like, well, you don't want them to suffer any longer. Right. Like, does our dad want to be? There's a lot of humans that suffer in hospitals and and hospice and nursing homes. And they stay there. Yeah. There's only a couple states, if not, I think maybe just one, where I you think, can legally kill yourself. I think, I think it's, I think they're passing bills in states, more states, to allow that to occur. Yeah. Now I'll say this, and I remember this just as a treacherous part of my childhood. Our grandma, her most of her existence in our childhood before she died, rest in peace. A fucking hospital or nursing home. She was always in a nursing home, and dude, I remember walking to those places. You hear people like blood curdling scream. Ah! You just yeah, you hear people in rooms. You're like. Ah! And you're like, what the fuck? And they're like, oh, that's Mr. Hamilton again. He's going yeah. through his fits. Dude, people are screaming for like jello and shit. But then it's, there's random people butt ass naked just fucking rolling down the hallways. People just like, sitting what? outside of their rooms in wheelchairs. Yeah, some lady with fucking lipstick like on her mouth up to her fucking nose. And she's like, aren't I pretty? And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Wait, this isn't a psych ward. <laughs> Dude, it's what it's like, though. It is like a psych ward. Is it not like a psych ward? Think I, about it. I think you would go stir and crazy. the smells. The sm- it's very odd smell. Oh, it's a very clinical smell. You know what I mean? Mixed with mothballs. It's so gross. I mean, just is that smell- what death smells like? It just smells like, like gold bond and death it's yeah. so bad maybe that's what isn't that weird how like. death has a smell i think that's it i think as you begin to erode your soul begins to erode it dissipates into a smell there's well, an odor that comes out per- of your pores perfect example perfect example what happens when you leave raw chicken in your fridge for more than seven days yeah that soury yeah it's, it is it's sour the smell yeah. and you're like and that's a meat that you don't want to eat yeah no Definitely not. So it's just, I mean, it's just a slow rot. If really, I start think smelling about it. like that, Corey. Yeah. And you're still it's time to go. sane. Time to go. Dude, I'm no yeah. longer edible. I'm useless. Just end it. Now I could predict you're likely to outlive me. You think? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to die young. Mm. I've been saying that for a while. I won't make it past probably 65. Really? Yeah. I don't think so. That's why I'm just trying to live it up now. Just in case. That's fair. That's now, good. if I do and I live to be like 100, great. Wow. 
But I feel like 65 is about the cutoff point. The motto it's is about is, as far as I'm going to go, I think. Uh, sayings go is we're never promised tomorrow, so <laughs> treat each day right. like it's your last. Thank you, philosophy. Mm-hmm. Philosophy, Chris. You're welcome. Um, all right, so we're going to take a quick break. This is going to be a fun episode. So Corey done shit himself. <laughs> you would know. I would just immediately pause the episode and just go into elevator Wait, music. Oh. <laughs> oh, gotta go. Um, no, so we were going to do a review today, but Chris forgot to do the review. I'm a little disappointed in him, but we'll do that next week. Um, so today, which I already had a backup plan, we are going to do, and we haven't done this in a long time, we are going to do an overrated, underrated cigar brands. There's been, since the last time we've done it, there's been some cigar brands that we did not have a part of the overrated, underrated that we have now kind of inputted in here. So there's ones, I think I added six or seven brands that have come onto the marketplace in the past, like six months to a year, make sure that I got them all covered. So those have been added. Uh, we'll probably get through four or five of these today. Um, I'd really, really like the would you rathers and our audience loves them too, because sometimes it gets a little hairy. Um, they're a little controversial sometimes because people are like, that's my tribe. Don't fucking talk about my tribe like that. Mm. And they get all weird about it. You know, I should have added Pravada in here and see what kind of shit I could have stirred there. Ooh. <laughs> are they a brand? Oh. oh, that's the real question. I'm just shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Seriously. They don't kill us. Weird culty people. Uh, I'm just kidding. It's a joke. It's a fucking joke. Settle down. It's a fucking joke. You know how many people just go hard at that shit? Like, you ever talk shit about my dude? And I'm like, dude. Hey, there's nothing like a Pravada. We are jokes. Dude, there's nothing like a Pravada in Nevada with a horchata, man. That's true. Um, yeah, people people kind of take it like the whole Will Smith, Chris Rock thing. Like, Chris Rock's telling jokes. We tell jokes. We're Chris Rock. And then all they're all Will Smiths. Yeah. It's like, it's a fucking joke. It's cool totally off. a fucking joke. It's always a joke. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back at you guys just a minute with a fun, overrated, underrated. Hang tight. You know, I'm getting to the point now, my age, my health, the fact that, you know, I've become, I, I've gotten all this social anxiety that I don't even want to leave my house anymore. The thing is, like, I still want to smoke cigars at home. But I sure as shit do not want to leave my home. Yeah, well, you're perpetually sick. So there's I'm a societal sick. responsibility that you have as well. I just wish there was like some way for me to like buy cigars without having to think about it. I think I have the medicine for you. Mm. My cigar pack. Curated packs come straight to your door every single month. Is it? Five pack of cigars, specially handpicked for you. And you can also subscribe to the Factory Direct program and get cigars that you can't get anywhere else. Yeah, as long as it covers the Omnicom variant, I'm good. <laughs> I heard the shove in hazmat suits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just to make sure that safety and protection are at top of mind. That's so good. you can visit My Cigar Pack, www.mycigarpack.com to support all their options. Again, that's www.mycigarpack.com. All right, we are back. Here we go. I know, I wish we could smoke on the show. One of these days, I'll get my shed built whenever it gets passed by the HOA. Um, and then we can do it in a, like a sweet fucking shed setup. Did you know that our rivals were infused with bourbon? 
Russell's in particular. That's why these cigars are $110 a stick. <laughs> Even though the bottle of bourbon's like 60 bucks. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get into this. We're going to have a lot to cover. I'm sure we're going to have a lot to say. So um, I will preface this. There are some of these brands I am l- less familiar with. Yeah, I feel like we might. Um, in there, those moments, there may be ones where I'm just like, I don't how know. How about this? How about in those moments, we just take a moment to just look at their website and say overrated, underrated. <laughs> <laughs> look, we'll look at their Based lineup. on this website. Based on their lineup, we'll go, <laughs> fucking garbage. All right, let's get into the first one. You ready? Yep. I love doing these. Let's go. Oh, sweet titties. Illusione. What can I say about Illusione? Um, one of my favorite brands. So I think you already get an idea of where this is going to go. And here's why I like Illusione. One, I like that in a total portfolio, they have pretty much something for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not that I like every one of their cigars, but I appreciate the fact that they do have enough representation in their lines that... If you're a cigar smoker and you're serious about smoking cigars, there is something in their lineup that you're going to love. I will say this. Favorite cigars. One-off. Epernay. Um, the Singulare. Oh, Singulare is the good, ha- too. The Hot 10. Hot? What? Yeah, how do you spell what? it? What? H-A-U-T. H-A-U-T. Right. Is that what it is? Hot t- Yeah. Yeah. Um, Uot. Uh, Uot. And then um, what's the other one that I really like with the blue label? Uh, the Ultra is really good. Uh, then you have like their Candela stuff, which Chris likes, and it's actually really good. If you were going to compare like the Fomorian, which I think is like the ultimate Candela, I would say that the Illusion is probably a hot second. It's it's better than, yeah. Like, what is there, like six, seven fucking it's not, Candelas no out one there smokes worth, worth smoking? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think in totality, the Illusion lineup is so well diverse. Also, and I said this on the episode where we broke down the Epernay, their brand consistency, I fucking love so much yeah you know it's an illusione when you fucking see it i think they've done such a good job over a period of time and i think they've just let their product speak for itself they're not like this huge marketing juggernaut or anything like that but they make really good product and the product speaks for itself and i feel like they're almost in the boutique world universally loved Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know and honestly i'm gonna go out on a limb and say i haven't heard any one person go that's a shit brand yeah. I don't think I've ever heard it. I can't think of one. To me, Illusione, especially the pricing on some of their cigars. Now, there are the stuff that's a little bit more expensive. Um, There's the $15, and then they've got like one-offs, you've got the like one-off the Epernay, like, which was like $30. I had that one. It came in a box. I think it was an Epernay. It's probably not an Epernay. What the fuck was it? It was $30. It came it's in a probably, box. It was a Churchill. Oh, maybe it, maybe it was one it was of the new Churchill. Epernay Vitolas. I think it may have been our Singular. Yeah. There's there's a few like special edition stuff that's pretty expensive, um, but it is you have like the 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 one off series stuff is a little bit more pricey. But I'm telling you, you get great quality with their cigars, and their flavors and their cigars are unbelievable. Most of the stuff, I think maybe all of it's made in Aganorsa, and I've always said this: there's levels at Aganorsa. If I have thirty thousand dollars, I can go to Aganorsa right now and have them blend me a cigar. It's probably not going to be top of the line. Illusiones had a relationship with Aganorsa long enough to where they get—you can tell—they get the premium stuff. Obviously, they understand, like Dion understands, like the whole blending process. It's been ingrained in it for a very long time. Nothing but admiration and respect, and the fact that he kind of looks like an older Elvis is really cool. I like his chops. 
Um, I think they've done such a good job as a brand to me in, in totality in comparison to other boutique brands and big brands that exist out there. Mm -hmm. They're definitely underrated. Yeah. I would say they're underrated too, but I, they do have a wide swath of varietal cigars for pretty much any body. And I find them to be the brand that has just a really nice middle of the road style of cigar. Like it's a, they're usually medium bodied cigars that really hit on anybody's palate. Yeah. You know, there's brands that. that really hit like really heavy with the bold cigars. You got Espinosa and others that right. are known to be like the AJ Fernandez of the world. Yeah. They hit hard. Roma craft. Like you think of nicotine is like, yeah. who's fucking going to outdo. Yeah, that is an interesting thing about Illusione. It's like, often get the question of I'm new to cigars. What should I smoke? I would venture to say that what I like about Illusione is that I can take an Illusione cigar and recommend it to someone who is not as familiar with cigars. Mm -hmm. And I think they would like and appreciate it. And they would like say, Hey, this is a really good cigar. It's not going to be overwhelming for them. It's probably something that's going to attach them more to the cigar mm -hmm. world. And then even for the folks that smoke every single day that are quote unquote aficionados or experts and, or, high-level enthusiasts of premium tobacco are also going to appreciate what a Louisiana mm -hmm. does, which I think is cool. I think it's actually really unique for a brand mm -hmm. to kind of hit on all levels and to, to to have such a wide spectrum of of love. I think that's really cool. Yep. Definitely an underrated brand for me. Yep. For sure. Even though they are popular. Um, all right. Moving on. Here we go. <laughs> Of course. Oh, never mind. Oh shit! I was just joking about the name before that. De 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 and de I, was like, I was like, I know I've had one, but de I can't really recall it. De Croissant. Yeah. Yeah, I've had like two of their cigars, and I was like, that's one of those ones where I was like, we're just gonna check their website <laughs> out. What are they all about? We're just gonna <laughs> just skip them and move on, and then just make it a point to smoke them. But, but no, this one, this one is intimate. It actually landed on Davidoff. Oh, what can I say? <laughs> what? Hey, what can I say? I smoked a Davidoff forty-five minutes ago. I, I guess we start with the answer first and then we could give our supporting arguments. I feel like they're just right. Mm, okay. I, I don't think they're overrated and right. I don't think they're, they're far from underrated. Yeah. I think, I think they, I think they they fit the space very well for what they do. Mm. And I think it's indisputable. And from a price point, they're not that unachievable. Mm-mm. Like Depends you, on what you get. You can get a $12, $13 Davidoff. Most of them land. But you can also get a $100 Davidoff. Yeah. But most of them you're going to find around that $15 to $20 range. Yeah. Depends but, on what it is. Like the Yamasa, the Nicaragua. But that yeah. said, I mean, they're still accessible. Very large name. Yeah. They 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 have such a, a niche way of presenting their brand to the rest of the world that is like so unique. That it's it's hard to say they're underrated, overrated because they just hold their own space in the. It's a good point. It's a good point. So I think they're more than appropriate. Yeah. So you know, I have a I have a sincere love for Davidoff. Davidoff is probably one of my favorite brands because the tobacco that they use and the way that they blend, they blend things that are very floral and aromatic. Yes. And to me, that's such a profound change up for most cigars that you smoke. So I find myself attaching to. Davidoff cigars because of their uniqueness and not not just because it's unique it's because I like the uniqueness mm -hmm. I love what they bring to the table in most of their cigars and actually I would say like core lineup stuff as far as the Yamasa the Nicaragua 
even some of the the dude the colorado clear is what i smoked earlier dude that is the craziest fucking flavored cigar i've ever had and i'm i'm to this day obsessed with that cigar it's It's one of my absolute favorites to smoke but you have the millennium you have the anniversary you've got the year of editions you have special edition stuff that they come out you have the chef stuff that they come out which is hit or miss this is what I'll say about Davidoff. Their core stuff, the things that they do really good that I think are outside the special edition are really fucking awesome, especially for the price point. Some of the other stuff is a little fucking too weird for me or it just doesn't hit. Like they'll come out with a special edition something and be like, hey, it's 40 bucks and then you buy it and you go, well, that was a subpar experience. I felt that way with some of the year ofs, um, although most of the year of stuff I really like. But Davidoff as a brand, I think does such a good job of establishing themselves as a premium luxury cigar brand they don't Mm -hmm. pretend to be anything else it's like we're not going to play in the space of value fucking cigars they don't fit there what they do they do really well and they've done it really well for a Mm -hmm. long time um i think a lot of people say okay well davidoff's overrated because they're expensive i don't know if anyone's taken notice to this but most cigar brands are expensive now relative to what they were five years ago there has been price increases across the board. It continues to inch up. Davidoff is really one of the only brands I haven't seen those kind of price increases with over a period of time in the last year or so. And maybe that's because they're already making a substantial amount on what they're producing and they don't feel the need to. I don't know. But I will <laughs> yeah. say this. There are some cigars out there and there are brands out there I don't think play as well in that that premium luxury space that are as expensive mm-hmm. and and to me not as good not that i can think of davidoff is so got they have so many good fucking cigars that are just wild crazy flavors tobacco grown in places that other people don't have access to it just there's elements to their cigars that stand out and especially if you're comparing other premium brands like i love padrone fucking love padrone i like it padrone as much as i like davidoff i know that's crazy everyone's like oh padrone i love padrone I like Davidoff's more because of what the flavor representation mm-hmm. is across the board. They fucking fit so well in that goddamn space. Mm-hmm. They're one of the best in that space. And they I think they'll always be one of the best in that space. I would venture to say that Davidoff hasn't lost any momentum. I think they just continue to excel. I think people still really appreciate their cigars. And if you are a Davidoff fan, there's a reason you're a Davidoff fan. Listen, I'm going to try to put this in a sensical analogy. But when you review and smoke such a wide variety of cigars from the same seven regions of the world for several years on end, all of them start to feel as one cohesive thing. Yeah, agreed. We talked about that uh, a few episodes ago, right? Or last episode with uh, Omar. So when we get a hold of a cigar that we go, that is definitively something different which as you eloquently put davidoff is one of those one of the most aromatic cigars you can buy hands down hands Uh, down crazy brand recognition great blends um when when you when, when you become so ingrained with smoking such a wide variety of cigars and then you start to notice the similarities between all of them they all start to feel like commonplace like you're just sitting at home right there it's the norm yeah but then you that. find yeah. cigars like some of the Davidoffs where it's like you're going to fucking Bermuda. Going to a different place. You're going to a fucking different goddamn place. So It's a great way of putting it. It's almost like having a vacation from what you're so used to. Right. 
So when we smoke some of these cigars, it's not even just Davidoff, but there's other brands out there for sure as well. But it's like Davidoff has a few bangers, man, where it's like every time you smoke one, it's like that's like having a fucking vacation from it, everything it, else I've dude, smoked. Dude, it changes everything when you smoke them. I'm serious when I say this. If you're smoking, Chris, you put that, that was probably the best I could have stated. There is a sense that things that you smoke that come from similar regions all start to kind of blend together. And you can, there are certain aspects of the cigars that you can start to pick apart, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, this one, I really like this thing about. This one, I really like this thing about. But in totality, they really do kind of blend and meld together. We talk about the regions of Nicaragua, right? Like a lot of that stuff just kind of starts feeling the same a little bit, Mm -hmm. all those subtle differences. Davidoff takes it out of the subtle difference and completely fucking flips it on its head. Yeah. You smoke the cigar, you go, holy shit, that is so vastly different. It's the same thing that I think about when I smoke the Opus X. Say what you want about the Opus. The Opus is so vastly different in terms of the flavor characteristics of that cigar. It stands out on its own. Mm -hmm. That's what makes it so favorable. And that's my argument with Davidoff. It's what it makes it so favorable. I do agree with you that it's adequate because they play and they've done so well in the space that they've worked in for such Mm -hmm. a long period of time. They aren't cheap. Davidoff's, I would say, relatively speaking, everything across the board is more expensive than most of the stuff that you'll get. However, I do believe some of their best cigars are the ones that don't ever exceed $20. Listen, Disneyland ain't cheap, but you sure as fuck want to go with your kids. That's what I'm saying about Davidoff. It's okay to go there once a year. <laughs> yeah, it's Disneyland. Dude, fuck, I, go there one, fucking, I go there once a week. <laughs> fucking, fucking lay down the dollars. <laughs> I, just, I I go to da- I go to Davidoff Land at least and once enjoy a week. yourself at least once on a yeah. Davidoff. Yeah, video. I I'm absolutely obsessed with the brand. I have been for a while, and I've said this before. When the brand when I first smoked a Davidoff, I wasn't as into the cigar world as I am now. I was smoking frequently. I was mm. smoking probably two or three times a week. Mm. But I had a Davidoff in Vegas, and I remember buying it. I was in Vegas for a trade show. I remember buying one for a customer because a customer of mine we were hanging out with them. And he said, hey, do you guys smoke cigars? I'm like, as a matter of fact, I do. He goes, let's go pick up some cigars. There's a Davidoff. Davidoff has their own booths inside casinos, right? Right. We're all used to the whole white humidor inlays that they have. It's the same thing. But it'll just be in a hallway (laughs) at a casino and there'll be just one person sitting there, right? And uh, you go and if you're paying for a Davidoff in Vegas, you're probably paying double what you would traditionally in like (coughs) just a regular B&M or a humidor. And so a Davidoff Nicaragua is $40 and I'm going, fuck $40 and I'm buying this for a customer and I got to expense this shit. And then I got to explain to my boss why I bought a $40 cigar for 10 different people. Hey, but you don't need a steak for an hour and 30 minutes. Yeah, that's a good point. It's about dinner. <laughs> um, and, but so I bought it and I go, and it, I remember smoking and go, God damn, this is really good. And I go, $40, who the fuck do they think they are? And they're just a fucking Vegas brand and blah, blah, blah. And then it all started to change for me once I got a little bit deeper in the industry, got a better understanding of Davidoff's position and their play across the board. And there's things I don't like about the brand, don't get me wrong, but I would say overall, they're one of my favorites simply because of the way they produce cigars and what they, what they output. The flavors are, there's some are unfuck, dude, smoke the Colorado Claire if you've never had it and tell me you've ever smoked a cigar that tastes like that. There is not a fucking cigar on the market that even fucking comes close to that flavor profile. Dude, even the Yamasa, and you're like, oh. The Yamasa's crazy. Dude, there's some dankness to that cigar. Dude, it's crazy. That, that, cigar, that cigar is so fucking good. The Nicaragua <laughs> Coraline yeah. stuff, amazing. Shit that you've never fucking tasted before, you'll get in that Davidoff. I'm telling you, fucking lights out good. 
Um, but I do think they're adequate based yeah. on a yeah. myriad of things. Yeah. I knew that one was going to be long winded because yeah. you know how I feel about I'm that. I'm just song. glad it wasn't D cross the A. <laughs> I, I would have been like, move it on. <laughs> we got to move on. Here we go. That was number three. Where do we land? Where do we land? Where do we land? Oh, we got some heavy hitters in this one. God damn. All right. Next up on the list is Oliva. Holy shit. This is another one I feel like could just be talked about a lot. Um, the Oliva V. Milanio. That's all I got to say. It's one of the best cigars I've ever had. There's a reason. Now, part of the reason I think it always makes top 25 is because they're they're wetting the beak a little bit of cigar aficionado to get that place. They're just wetting the whistle a little bit. Talking about mass, you're talking about blowjobs. <laughs> Definitely BGs. Um, I really like Oliva as a brand because of the Oliva V. Milanio. I think their other stuff is good. Yeah. But that cigar is, I think, in many regards, so far above and beyond the rest of their lineup that I don't even consider smoking a G. I don't consider smoking anything else in their lineup. If I'm going to smoke an Oliva, it's the Oliva V. Milanio. I don't care which Vitola. There are some Vitolas what's, that are better than others, but that's what I'm going for. What's strange is there's other Oliva Vs. Mm-hmm. And we've had our fair share of those in the past. Not often but sporadically and it's weird when you had the melania because i believe that's one we reviewed i uh, yeah we did yep yep Oliva v melania yep. i don't know what made that so profoundly different in my head than the other Oliva v's that i've had in the past but there is something weird <laughs> like Dude, weirdly the magical v, the Oliva v melania is something weirdly magical about that one it's an insanely good so if you are somebody who loves smoking cigars if you're a beginner listening to this i don't know that you could appreciate it as much hopefully long term that you do but when i talk about this i know there's people listening right now going i totally get what he's fucking saying because that cigar has an element of something else that mm-hmm. just makes it stand just above the rest and I get it. As much as I disagree with Cigar Aficionado on most of the stuff that they do, I kind of get I kind of get why the Oliva V. Milanio and different Vitolas and whatever that keeps getting in the top 25, I get why it sits there. Because to me, it is that good. It's a fucking great cigar. The brand as a whole, though, I think in totality is a bit subpar. But that one cigar props up the rest of the brand. Yeah. The association of greatness in terms of Oliva does not come at the other subsets of cigars. It comes from the Oliva V. Milanio. Mm -hmm. That's what people recognize the brand for. So I think that particular cigar elevates the rest of the brand. I think the rest of the brand is whatever. It's so Well, I don't think they really have pretentious pricing either. Like they, they they have... Pretty accommodating prices. Yeah, dude. I mean, even the Leva V Milanios, even some of those crazy Vitolas, yeah. the Figurata Vitolas, like they're they're very reasonable. Like it's it's not anything outlandish. Yeah. It's not unacceptable at all in the marketplace. And they sell a fuck ton of them. Yeah, dude. Oliva's on every shelf, every fucking shelf. So they're doing something right. They're fucking selling. The only thing I have a problem with Oliva is there's there's not enough diversity in their portfolio. For me, at least, I would like to see some different... I would love to see something challenge the Oliva V. Milanio. I wish Oliva would concentrate on a cigar and says, you know what? We're taking this one. This one's no longer in consideration for a top 25. This is our fucking new blend mm-hmm. that is going to outpace the Oliva V. Milanio. But if you are Oliva, why would you cannibalize the greatness that you've already created? Sure. In my head, that's kind of where I'm thinking. Like, But dude, if I was them, and this is just me, I'd be like... Not that we're sunsetting the Oliva V. Melania. We're just going to try to create something that levels up a little bit. Yeah. I think that would be really cool. The Melania? 
no one should leave it on the shelf. <laughs> so where do you think they fall in terms of overrated, underrated, or adequate for the space? I think they're adequate. Like, there's never been a time where I've felt like they were an overpriced cigar, uh, even when I wasn't really into them, you know? Yeah. Uh, I've never felt like they didn't have a place or that they were too pretentious or that they're... Yeah that they were boasting some greatness to a cigar that wasn't worth the price. I've never felt that about them. I feel like they've, they've stayed in their lane yeah, pretty well, but it is no doubt that the Milanio is, um, that is kind of like their, I feel like their recent achievement. It creates the bell curve for the rest of the brand. Yeah, it really does. I think it ups the average. I think they're adequate. Maybe this is a boring episode at this point, but I feel like it's an adequate brand. Yeah, I agree. I think they're adequate for the space for sure. And and, and I think it's all on the shoulders of the Leva V Melania, which is an exceptional cigar for sure. All right, let's move on. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. Please not decross the A. (laughs) This may be the last one that we do. (laughs) No, no. Oh. Oh. It still came back around. That's fine. Damn. Came back around. Dude, there's a lot in here that's just fucking different, right? Like, this is kind of crazy. So, uh, next up on the list is Curavari. Now, Curavari is a weird brand. It's a weird brand, one, because it's not necessarily... Have you heard of it? It's not all that recognizable. <laughs> no. There's a lot of people who have no idea what Curavari yeah. is, but for the people that do... You're like, oof. They know how good it is. The Bonaventura, that's all I got to say. That cigar is fucking yeah, unreal, for, is unreal for the money. It's such a good cigar for $7. Get a, you get a box press... Toro for seven dollars. I think I've had the majority of what's in the Curavari line, and I've got to give a shout out to B and G's, which is our home base humidor. Mm-hmm. That's our uh, our home base uh, B and M. They carried the Curavari line very early on, and it is, I think, probably still undoubtedly their most successful line yeah. that they sell. They push it really hard, and they push it hard for a reason. One, I think the value proposition in the Curavari line as a whole yeah. is one of which is hard to beat. Yeah. It's very inexpensive cigars for really good output of flavors, yeah. great construction, great quality. Curavari, where I think they lack, is just they're not as well known. Yeah, like, I know they don't do a lot of branding. They don't do a lot of marketing. You don't see them out in the world. I don't even know who their fucking owner is. Let's get them on the podcast. Let's fucking, let's shuffle them into the mix of everything else. Curavari cigars are exceptional fucking cigars. The Benaventura is the first one I had. I had it when I was in Chicago. Uh, one of the guys who uh, manages one of the humidors that I go to in Chicago, hope I'm going to get there in a few weeks. I'm really excited to go back because they actually revitalized the whole place and I haven't been there since. That's I haven't cool. been there in two years. So I'll be able, I'll go there uh, May 2nd. I'm really excited about it. Um, he actually is the one that turned me on to him. He was like, if you not had the Curvari stuff, specifically Benaventura, try it. Let me know what you think. Like I always get a good hook up there. They're fucking great people. So he gave me that cigar and I smoked it and I was like, Dude, for seven bucks, I was like, what the fuck? Mm. Like, this is incredible. And then that got me hooked on everything else. And I haven't really smoked a cigar I didn't like from Curavari. No. I, I There's not one that I've had where I've been disappointed. Their construction on their cigars, almost flawless. Mm-hmm. Like, nearly flawless. Very, very good cigars. Great for the money. Relatively unknown brand for a lot. You probably recognize the name, but you probably not smoked a lot of their cigars. If you're a beginner cigar smoker, you have no idea who the fuck they are. You have no, no clue. You have no clue who they are, and that's fine. That's what we're here to expose. As a whole, super underrated. Yeah. I give them super underrated because I really, really like their stuff. I still smoke it all the time with everything else that we get and all the stuff that comes flooding to the fucking front door for us to try and for us to review and to go over and to talk about and all that. I still find myself picking up Curavari's when I go to the B&M. I have no doubt. And I'm the same way. Listen, for everybody out there listening to this one, 
we're all in the same boat. You know, the thing is, is like, there's only so many brands you can still spend money on when your wife is, you just paid for a recent boob job and plastic surgery. Amen. And still want to smoke a cigar. Hallelujah. Dude, for all of us that are out there struggling with this financial crisis that we deal with in our life, the price point is so good on a Curavari that not only can you fucking pay for that boob job, but plastic surgery as well on top of it to make your... Um, it's no excuse not to smoke. When you won't be honest with your wife and tell her she's going to start looking like Joker, Jack Nicholson's Joker. <laughs> um, but you could still go to your local humidor and afford a Curavari. It's like, true. What a sweet deal that is. It is true. You can, You're you happy. Really can. Your wife's happy. It's perfect. They really pocket change cigars. Yeah. That's what they are. Yeah. And really high quality for yeah, the money. I for mean, sure. Exceptional quality for the money. I'm just a huge Curavari fan as a whole. I wish they were bigger in the industry, but it's kind of nice to have some of those like hidden gems. You know, they're not everywhere. You're not going to find them in every humidor. People are going to hear this. I swear people are going to hear this right now. Go, what the fuck's a Curavari? What's a Curavari? I'm telling you right now, they are very, very, very exceptional yeah. cigars. Um, yeah. Very underrated. Um, I think this is a good time to stop because I feel like we're going to get a brain we don't want to talk about. Oh. <laughs> Sharks. Um, no, I think it's good. I think it's good to end there. Um, I'm glad we got a chance to do another overrated, underrated. It's been a while since we've done one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm always I'm always looking, oh, this one's super not controversial at all. Like, we didn't really have any hot takes on any one of these. Yeah. More just passion around what I would say is three out of the four very exceptional brands and one of which I admire to the utmost. So it's kind of like, you know, we didn't get to talk about ones where are, they're a little more unfavorable and I could probably hit the spinny wheel one more time. I bet we'd find one, but we're running out of time. So and we just end on a low note. <laughs> yeah. Just bring the whole thing down. <laughs> um, no, Curvari I think is good to end on simply for the fact that it's like, okay, well now we can bring some attention to it and maybe get, you know, spark people's curiosity. Why, does, the brand this, why does the name sound like, like a religious cult who believes in like curing people through miracles. Yeah. Like the Curavari. Curavari. Yeah. Oh, it does. It's Doesn't very it? culty. Doesn't it sound very culty? Yeah. Very underground. Could be actually. Are they very well. I've be. never looked into the name. Yeah. I don't know who these owners are. They're like the, the enemy. They're, uh, they're the enemy of like Hiram and Solomon. Right. Oh, <gasps> like the antichrist of oh, Masons. Crazy. Yeah. The Curavari. Does Masons have antichrist? I don't think they're not even Christ driven. No, they're not. <laughs> they're a non religious organization. What? What so is, they say. What is evil? What the fuck that says. What is the antithesis of what evil means for a Mason? What does that look like? I don't know. It wouldn't be the devil. A pool builder? <laughs> I'm trying to understand. Like, and a, What is the opposite of a Mason? A lazy person? A hut builder? I don't know. No, I don't know. I feel like they have no enemies. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's weird. I don't know. I don't know either. They're builders. Everybody loves These them. These are the questions of life. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's what we're answering right here on the Hot Ticket Podcast. So profound for a cigar podcast. <laughs> Very much tuned so. into this, this fucking cigar podcast, they are the most intellectual, <laughs> profound, philosophical people I've ever listened to. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we're going to get those remarks. <laughs> And just, I'm speculating. Um, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, we got a chance to interview Omar DeFrias of Fratello Cigars, and that was a really fun interview. It was one of the 
ones that I think I've enjoyed. We always have good interviews. So it's, not, it's not that I haven't enjoyed it. So we haven't done an interview in a while. And he's such a likable guy. Yeah. He's such a likable, genuine guy. And that's kind of the feedback I got from everybody else. Some people sent me messages like, that interview was really good. He seems like such a cool dude. And he really does. Hopefully you meet him in person. He's not a complete dickwad. Um, but that was that was a lot of fun. Really had a good time with that interview. So if you haven't listened to it, make sure you check that one out. I think you'll like it. It's very good. He's uh, super insightful um, for being a guy who has uh, been passionate about cigars for a long time, but really has only been in the cigar world since like 2013-ish. He so, is relatively he, young. He is one of those um, in, uh, uh, inspiring stories of someone who had what many would call a great life yep. and decided – that's not what made him the most happy and yeah. he threw it he tossed it away to to chase his own passions like that is ostensibly what it is yeah for sure great story it's exactly what it is so yeah check out that interview if you have not listened to it or watched it yet i think you guys will enjoy it um but with that let's conclude this episode uh i think this is 238 it is 238 chugging right along by the way next week's episode will actually mark our 5 year anniversary Really? Which is nutso. Yeah, five years next week. Wow. Five years next week, which is nuts. Can't believe this thing's still fucking going. Who would have thunk it? Um, anyway, we that will conclude. Culture. Not yet. We're likely going to get there mm-hmm. um, eventually. So thank you for listening. This is episode 238. We'll be back at you next week with episode 239. See everyone. Leave your jobs. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Let me tell you how you can get a hold of us. You can get a hold of myself at the hot ticket pod on instagram you can get a hold of chris at hot ticket chris on instagram as well you can find this podcast it is available all over the place you can find it on apple music spotify google podcast stitcher and more and you can find the podcast available on video on youtube look up the hot ticket weekly on youtube and you can watch all the fun happen before your eyes Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode. And as always, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes if you could. And check out our show sponsor, My Cigar Pack, at www.mycigarpack.com. Again, thanks for listening. We'll be back at you next week.